Hello, this is Veronica from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 13th of October. The Supreme Court today gave a split verdict in the case pertaining to the ban on hijab in educational institutions imposed by the Karnataka government and upheld by the Karnataka High Court. The matter will now be placed before the Chief Justice of India. The case was being heard by a bench of Justices Hemant Gupta and Sudhanshu Dhulia. While Justice Hemant Gupta upheld the ban, Justice Sudhanshu Dhulia held that hijab is a matter of choice that cannot be stifled by the state. Justice Dhulia said that the main thrust of his judgment was that the concept of essential religious practice was not essential to the dispute. The Karnataka High Court took a wrong path, he said, adding that it is ultimately a matter of choice. Justice Gupta had dismissed all the appeals made against the Karnataka High Court judgment, which held that hijab is not mandatory in Islam and that the Karnataka government was empowered to enforce the uniform mandate. Hindustan Times reported, Muslim students have challenged the ban that was imposed by the Karnataka government in February. In March, the Karnataka High Court had dismissed petitions filed by students from the government pre-university girls' college in Udupi seeking permission to wear the hijab in classrooms. The petitions were filed after several girl students were asked to remove the hijab by the college administration. Uddhav Thakre's faction has written to the election commission alleging bias, favoritism and foul play in the allotment of the new poll symbol and party name to the Eknath Shinde-led Shiv Sena. In June, Shinde and a group of rebel MLAs went rogue and rebelled against Thakre's leadership. Since then, the two factions had been engaged in a turf war to be recognised as the real Shiv Sena. Earlier this week, the Election Commission had barred both factions from using the Shiv Sena's name and election symbol in the upcoming Andheri East bipoles. The poll body recognised both factions as separate political parties. The Shiv Sena Uddhav Balasaheb Thakre and Shinde's Balasaheb Banchi Shiv Sena were allotted their own symbols. Thakre got a burning torch and Shinde a sword and shield. In a letter, Thakre's faction said that actions of the ECI have given rise to a serious apprehension of bias. Listeners, after the Shiv Sena was formed in 1966, it took 23 years for the party to be allotted its now iconic bow and arrow symbol. 33 years later, that symbol is lost to the party. Its use barred until the two rival factions sort themselves out. But since the Andheri East Assembly bipole is scheduled to take place on 3rd of November, how will this change in symbol affect the party's prospects? Read my colleague Prateek Goyal's piece on newslaundry.com. It is titled, From Bow and Arrow to Torch, Will a New Symbol Impact Uddhav Thakre's Chances in Andheri Bipole? We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. A Muslim cleric who made headlines for calling RSS chief Mohan Bhagwat Rashtrapita has now been granted Y plus category security. This comes after he claimed that he received threats over the phone from UK, Dubai and Kolkata. All India Imam Organisation chief Umar Ahmad Ilyasi had lodged a complaint at Tilak Lane police station over the alleged threats. Ilyasi had met Mohan Bhagwat last month and called him the father of the nation. Bhagwat had visited Ilyasi as part of his outreach to the Muslim community. In a recent interview, 
noted cleric Maulana Sajjad Nomani, had taken a swipe at Ilyasi and Bhagwat. He said the outrage was welcome, but could have been taken seriously if the RSS chief paid attention to seminaries and representatives that were influential. Meanwhile, speaking to news agencies, Ilyasi said that he was thankful to the Government of India for the Y-plus category security, which has been granted by the Ministry of Home Affairs. He added that he stands by what he said. The Punjab police today apprehended the main accused behind the rocket-propelled grenade attack at the Punjab police headquarters in Mohali in May from Mumbai. Punjab Director General of Police said that Charat Singh is a key operative and associate of Canada-based terrorist Lakbir Singh, who is also called Landa, NDTV reported. The suspect was caught during a joint operation launched with central agencies and the Maharashtra Anti-Terrorist Squad. Punjab police have said that Singh had played a key role in the RPG attack. Last week, the Delhi police had caught two accused, including a juvenile, in connection with the attack. Listeners, before I continue with today's news, I would like to let you know that there will be no episodes of Daily Dose tomorrow and on Saturday. However, if you are in Delhi, you can meet the team behind News Laundry at the 6th edition of the Media Rumble. The sessions will be held on 14th and 15th of October at the India Habitat Centre in New Delhi. The speakers include leading news professionals, tech innovators, filmmakers and writers such as Sophie Zhang, Kanchan Gupta, Sucharita Tyagi, H.R. Venkatesh, Meena Kotwal and R.J. Saima. To register or to seek more details, visit themediarumble.com. The Enforcement Directorate today arrested an IAS officer from Chhattisgarh and two others in an alleged money laundering case. IAS officer Samir Vishnoi, who is the chief executive officer of the government-run Chhattisgarh Infotech Promotion Society, was questioned by the ED on Wednesday. The other two people arrested have been identified as Indramani Group businessman Sunil Agarwal and one Lakshmikant Tiwari, who is reportedly a relative of the absconding businessman Suryakant Tiwari. The ED had conducted multiple raids earlier this week over the alleged extortion faced by coal and mining transporters in Chhattisgarh. The central agency has recovered 4 crore rupees cash and jewellery during the raids, Scroll.in reported. State Chief Minister Bhupesh Baghel has called the searches political raids. Russia continued its missile strikes in Ukraine today as more than 40 Ukrainian cities and towns were pounded. Ukrainian officials said that regions in Kyiv were targeted with Iranian-made kamikaze drones in the fresh attacks. There was an overnight drone bombardment by invaders on the Makariv community, the head of the Kyiv region police, Andriy Nebutov, said. He added that no casualty had been reported yet. The Russian attack comes after a meeting between Kyiv and its NATO allies in Brussels, unveiled plans for expansion of Europe's air defences and commitments to provide more military aids to Ukraine. Russia has issued a warning that NATO members helping Ukraine will be considered a direct party to the conflict and that Ukraine's induction into the group would trigger World War III. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you next week. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.